0: right, welcome everyone to Mentor Moments. This podcast is hosted by Maryville University's Rehabilitation Counseling Students and the Missouri Rehab Association Eastern Chapter. I am Dr. Michael Keener, one of the hosts here with Brayton Wooters, one of our current students. Brayton? How's it going? Um, My name is Brayton Wooters. I am um, one of our
1: students here um, in our program. Really the, uh, the vision and the goal behind this podcast is to allow uh, students and um, those in the profession of rehabilitation counseling or counseling in general, just to get a better idea of uh, what the field looks like, what um, the profession looks like uh, out in the real world. And also just to get um, just advice from those who have been in the field that have uh, been doing this career for a while uh, and just learn more.
0: We look forward to interacting with you uh, on a fairly regular basis, so please keep tuning in. Thank you.
1: On this episode of Mentor Moments, we have Kelsey Schumacher. Kelsey graduated from Maryville University's Rehabilitation Counseling Program in 2019.
0: Kelsey is a certified rehabilitation counselor. She has her PLPC. She does for-profit rehab for England and company and also does um, mental health counseling for her own private practice.
1: So Kelsey, we wanna thank you again for coming on to Mentor Moments um, and taking some time Uh, Just to talk to us, uh, can we just start with uh, just telling um, our viewers a little bit more about you?
2: Sure. Uh, So I graduated from the program in May of 2019. And when I finished my program, I started working for Missouri Voc Rehab. I was in the downtown office, and I took a specialized caseload for IPS, which is Individualized Placement Services. Um, So about 98% of my caseload was IPS. And that's basically all individuals with mental health disabilities. So it was really enjoyable for me because I knew that I liked working in mental health, but I liked bringing in the vocational aspect of it. Um, So I got to partner with places like MERS Goodwill, BJC, Places for People, Preferred Family Healthcare, and they would send me their referrals for people that they were already working with that already had case managers and support staff and everything to help them through the whole process that I was doing with them. Um, And I also started my private practice when I graduated because I was lucky and my internship was in private practice and I got to pretty much just take my clients and moved them with me to a new location um, and started under a supervisor for my PLPC, which was awesome. Um, and so I did Missouri voc rehab for a little over a year. I left them in July of 2020 and I started working for England and company, which is a private rehab agency. Um, they're kind of twofold. They have a whole big section of the company that I don't work with. It does like nursing case management. And then there's the vocational employment side. And so, The majority of my time with them has been just doing workman's comp cases which means that an individual was injured while on the job and an attorney from one side or the other hires us to read their medical evaluate the person and then write a report stating if they can return to work and in what capacity Um, and so i kind of have like three job titles with them i'm a rehab counselor because we do have like some of the aftercare of okay you can work so let's place you in a job um, I'm a vocational evaluator because I do the evaluating and the medical, and then a vocational expert because then these reports they go to the attorneys. They come in and they do depositions and testimonies, um, and we also do the same thing with like divorce cases, and um, that's where I also get to like labor market surveys and research about that in like generally the Missouri and Illinois area primarily.
1: So that is very broad. That is a lot of different roles that yeah. you're playing all at once. Um, how do you keep those? together?
2: How do you how are you able to juggle all of those? (laughs) Uh, Practice? Um, I think the best thing about both my jobs really is the flexibility that I have to kind of figure out where things go. Um, At England and Company, our evals are scheduled at least a month out. So I have a general idea of what my month upcoming is going to look like. And in my private practice, I have full control of when I see people, how I see them. Um, Even though the pandemic was a pain in the butt, you know telehealth was a great addition and it gave me a lot of flexibility to be able to see people from pretty much wherever i was there was a time that i was in arizona for two weeks and got to see clients there and it was just it's really nice to have that flexibility and kind of make it all fit the way that i needed to
0: kelsey so you know part of the podcast is to sort of introduce you to perhaps you know current students or potential students and maybe uh, again sort of networking so what is something that we wouldn't know about you that you feel comfortable sharing, but that also helps you in your job, you know?
2: Yeah, so something that most people don't know about me, and I think I may have shared it, is like a fun fact, whenever we had to do the icebreakers in every single one of our classes, even though we all knew each other about a semester in, um, was that I played piano for 12 years. And I've recently been getting back into that as a form of stress relief, which is super important for me. Um, and so I've just been really enjoying that as like a hobby and finding new ways to kind of put in some self-care and bring that into my lifestyle.
0: Yeah, so you'll be our, our third podcast. And I think everyone so far has talked about self-care. So um, <laughs> what other things do you do besides music? I know, I know you're a, a blues fan, you know, so uh, what, what other things do you do?
2: Um, a lot of my time is spent just kind of relaxing at home. I have a cat who's right behind me. Um, he takes up a lot of time. He's very needy. Um, I enjoy just, like, getting out and around St. Louis. There's so many things to do, and more things are opening up with COVID somewhat slowing down. Hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood. Um, I'm also fortunate to live near my parents and a lot of my friends, so it's easy to just kind of have a relaxing night. A lot of the people that I graduated with, I still stay connected with um, and enjoy seeing from time to time or just setting up nights so we can meet and discuss our jobs and where we are in life.
0: Well, you know, as, as uh, that warms my heart hearing that, you know, that you're still connected with your other classmates. So I, I appreciate that.
1: So you mentioned that um, you work a little bit in private practice, a little bit in for-profit. Um, could you give us a better, uh, just another little bit of insight into a couple of those, those awesome things that go into working in those settings for you?
2: Sure. Um, so in my private practice, That's been a huge journey of just learning how to run a business. It's not just how to do therapy, it's also how I want to set up my business. Um, It started in my internship and like I said, I was fortunate to have an internship in private practice um, and I did it at Creeport Counseling Associates. Um, And my supervisor there was actually Nancy Golden who had originally owned the program before she sold it, but she stayed on to be the supervisor for all of the counselors. Um, So she did a lot with teaching us how to like Get the business set up, um, I was able to build a website to help me with referrals, put myself on psychology today, and just start really taking some time to figure out how to market myself, um, which isn't something that everybody thinks about with counseling, you know, usually you're like, I'm trying to just find a career and get hired by an agency or something, um, and they usually provide your clients for you. So it's been a big step and, you know, I have to bring in my clients, I have to build my network, I have to, you know, join Facebook groups and, myself out there and connect with people and tell them like who i am what my background is who i like to work with and who i'm willing to work with and uh it's been a long time coming but i think it probably took about a year before i really started getting referrals like from other counselors um and that my psychology day page started picking up but i kind of started to see the shift when more people were conversing and understood kind of where my niche was and all of that so that was pretty interesting
1: So you mentioned Psychology Today. Could you um, give our listeners a little bit of a better idea of kind of what that is?
2: Yeah. So Psychology Today is for anyone in the entire country. And basically what it is is that anybody can go on there and put in their zip code and it will connect them with psychiatrists and counselors in their area. Um, It's pretty much where I send, like, everybody. I send people there in my personal life. I send, you know, if I'm looking for referrals and I can't find them on my Facebook page, I'll go there because the great thing is that you can narrow down your search results by what insurance that counselor takes, um, what their specialties are, what age range they work with, what type of therapies they use. And so for me, that's been really helpful getting referrals that I can narrow down, you know, again, the age range that I work with. I don't take insurance, so I have my prices on there. Um, and then the therapy modalities that I use and some of my specialties, that helps direct people to me to make sure that we're a good fit. So
0: Kelsey, I... I- You know, the the for-profit side of rehabilitation counseling is something very unique and specific to rehabilitation counselors. Um, So I guess, you know, again, speaking to somebody who might not have a lot of experience on on that side, uh, um, give us a little bit more of a a taste.
2: Sure. So the for-profit, so in England and company, what I realized is there's not a lot of people in the state of Missouri that do this. Um, it's a really small sector that isn't utilized a whole lot and they're starting to need more people. Pretty much every other rehab counselor that I've come across that is doing that is probably about 10 to 15 years older than me. Um, probably more than that, but they're all been doing, you know, great things for several years. And so what we do is that we're utilized by not just attorneys, not just workman's comp cases, but we're also utilized by like the state. I had to go through um, and get a certification from the state to be a vocational evaluator from them I really use my CRC certification that was the main thing in getting that job was that I had my CRC that I keep it updated and I stay with those trainings because the main focus is vocational counseling in that sector. and it's utilizing a lot of that knowledge of um, you know when I look at people that have been in an injury at work I have to determine okay how does this affect what they can return to work to do and you have to look at doctor's restrictions and say lifting limits or certain movements that they can't do. I also get psychiatric restrictions. And that's a big thing to consider, you know, different diagnosis. So you kind of have to compile everything you learned in the program to say, this is what this means moving forward for this person and their quality of life. And um, that's where they really come to us for is that we, we don't give a medical perspective. We don't give medical advice. We give a vocational perspective and vocational advice saying, if I put this person in front of an employer, this is my experience of what they would see. And this is what I see in this person and um, what that's gonna look like in their labor market. Like I said, we have to do labor market surveys, which I think I did a couple of those in the program. Um, And really it's a lot of looking in that area and having to call employers because job descriptions are not, they're not as in depth as we like them to be, especially about like physical requirements of the job and just really utilizing all those skills that we put together, especially with the rehab side of counseling.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the the importance of becoming a CRC or being a certified rehabilitation counselor. You know, I think that's something we talk about through the program and, and in the profession is, you know, what license and certifications should you get? What's the value of that, them? Um, how do they benefit you? And, um, you know, as you clearly stated that, that that was really a calling card that that's that others when they see you and that they know that you have a CRC really sets you apart from from other individuals.
2: Yeah. And I've noticed that even um, like on my private practice side and a lot of the referral questions they're seeking, you know, career counselors or vocational counselors. And it sets me apart from other people to say that I have my CRC. And sometimes you have to explain what that means because not everybody even knows what that program is. But once you explain it or once they know what that is, that does set you apart from people who just, you know have regular counseling degrees and start getting into career counseling you know we utilize a lot of the same assessments and we just are able to view it from a different perspective i think
0: couldn't agree more so um you know kelsey as as you know part of our podcast is in conjunction with the missouri rehab association eastern chapter and you've been a, a board member now for you know a few years and so just tell us about like why you join uh the benefits you see in being a member, et cetera.
2: So I think I joined when I was still working for VELC rehab. Um, and at that time my boss was Kim Chaplin, who was the president of the MRA chapter at that time as well. Um, so she started talking to me about it, definitely talking my ear off in the office, which was a great thing. And when I realized that it wasn't just like, More about rehab people, that it was also people from MERS Goodwill and other agencies. I thought that it was a really good opportunity to just have networking. Um, I like getting out of my bubble. I like talking to other people about what they do because I think a big thing that we see with clients and also with other counselors is that you don't really know how many opportunities are out there for you Um, and just all the ways that you can use your knowledge, your degree, and your experience to help benefit individuals in the community. And so MRIs have been a great resource for me to just have people to talk to, people to work with, and I've just enjoyed um, being a part of that.
0: Yeah, I think that's something that I noticed even while you were in the program, that you were somebody that says yes, or you're a joiner. So it seemed like a natural progression, or doesn't surprise me, I should say, to see you as, as an active board member and using your website skills to help us as well. I
2: learned at home website skills, yes. Yes, yes. (laughs) But I also appreciate how how you're able to make the distinction that like networking in turn
1: will help your clients as well. I think that that's often something that can sometimes be overlooked, but being able to bounce ideas off of each other and and grow as a professional will ultimately help the people that you'll be serving in the future. I appreciate that a lot.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think one of the coolest things that I realized about our program was when I was in my internship, I had to run a um, group. And I chose to do a psychoeducational group and it was for Lindenwood students who were in their counseling program at Lindenwood and we talked a lot about how to prepare for licensure, how to come out of the program like ready to go and I used a lot of information that I was just getting from Maryville which was already setting me apart from other people and also we talked a lot about like case management stuff about resources how to find resources in STL and I would make case studies about people that would come in with you know one issue but they have a lot of other stuff going on and as a counselor you can't help with everything but if you know what's in your community what other places you can send people for help with bills help with medical care like that's extremely impactful to your clients for sure
1: so kelsey we want to just kind of open up the space now hand over the mic to you um and give you the opportunity to share your mentor moment uh, to our listeners
2: so I guess if you want to, just one title of my mentor tip is never stop seeking new opportunities. I think I've shown just in my background that that's something that I've gotten into and that I've benefited from. Um, and there's several ways to take that. I think that, you know, Dr. Keener's Mentor motto was about being a lifelong learner, and I think that it incorporates that really well, just finding new ways to better yourself. And whether the new experience is in a job or a training or just, connecting with new people that maybe you didn't think would be helpful to you, but you just need some new people to bounce ideas off of LinkedIn and um, helping yourself really connect with people. Uh, One of the things that I did when I finished my program was that I got certified in brain spotting, which is something that we don't even talk about in the grad program, but it's been a huge uh, game changer in my private practice because it's really been able to help me focus on a specific group of clientele and You know, all those types of trainings, not everything can be covered in your program. So always be looking for new opportunities, new ways to learn. Um, And also one thing that I realized was that a ton of trainings and stuff also have student discounts. So if you're looking into stuff and open to new opportunities while you're a student, you can also save some money while you're doing some of that and just kind of help give yourself that extra leg up on, you know, the next job or next opportunity or working with your next client.
0: Kelsey Sink. Thank you so much. Never stop seeking new opportunities. Hey, I, again, I, 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 without knowing that was your mentor moment and saying that you were sort of a joiner and somebody who was doing that, I, I again, I, I find that a little ironic, but also very, very true. So um, I think this, this, our session here, our episode three will be valuable to a, a whole slew of people. All right. Thanks again, Kelsey, and we'll uh, see you out in the rehab world. All
2: right. Sounds good. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Mentor Moments, hosted by the Maryville University Rehabilitation Counseling Student Organization and the Missouri Rehab Association Eastern Chapter. Also, affectionately known as mercs and mar like cookies and cream mercs and mar uh if you want to learn more about our program here at maryville university
1: or just rehabilitation counseling in general we want to encourage you guys to follow us on social media you can follow us on instagram at rehab underscore maryville on twitter at maryville rehab or on facebook at maryville Rehabil, or at maryville rehab counseling If you want to learn more about the Missouri Rehabilitation Association Eastern Chapter, you can log in um, online on mraeasternchapter.com to get more info. And we look forward to seeing you guys next
0: time. All right. See you then.